Welcome to the Scaling Creative Podcast. Today's topic is all about influencer marketing. And so we thought one of the best things to do in this conversation is to invite an influencer. An influencer. <laughs> so do you want to introduce her? Michelle and I go way back. Yeah. Way back. We went to high school together. But I don't like introducing people because I always feel like it's awkward. So, oh. Michelle, tell people about who you are, and then we'll get into why we had you on this. Yes. Who am I? Um, I'm like, a I've never mom thought of that. four. I know. It's weird. You are? Yeah. Four? Yes. We have our, my oldest stepson lives with us, so three littler ones at home. But yeah. Yeah, four. Oh, Very my goodness. Very busy. Yeah, and um, I we went to high school and then college. I went to college for marketing mm-hmm. and um, worked in, like, corporate America for mm-hmm. – five or plus years thought it was great and then I was doing sales which I really liked Mm -hmm. and then I got pregnant with my daughter and decided to stay home and at that time I feel like maybe it was a little before that right at the end of college I started a YouTube channel because I was really into like makeup and fashion but none of my real life friends were they were all like (laughs) real life life friends Yeah, yeah 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 I'd like find a new makeup palette and be so excited to tell someone and they would not care at all so I remember one day I was Googling how to curl your hair with a flat iron and this girl's, this really pretty girl on YouTube's video came up. Mm-hmm. So I started watching and then every so often, I didn't know you could subscribe to like, oh, oh, oh yeah. but yeah. I would just check every couple days and see she'd put out new videos. And then after I realized like, oh, this is a thing. Cause I, mm-hmm. at that point it was 2007. YouTube was like, it just started. It was yeah. One. It was yeah. Like crazy cat videos and music yeah. videos. <laughs> did you know, baby. did you know it's national cat day right today? No, I didn't know. I'm not a cat person. Oh, I'm not Neither a cat am I. person. Oh, but yeah. we do have someone that is. And so we wish, anyway, oh, totally, oh, oh, totally yeah. off topic. Cats, cats are still on YouTube though. Okay. Continue. Um, so I watched her videos religiously for like two months. And in that period of time, I was seeing some other girls. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's like people that get me. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought, I'll give this a whirl. So I started making my own YouTube videos. And I remember like the first time I would get like 10 views. I was like, oh, my God, 10 people are watching. (laughs) And then it got to 100 and 1,000. And it was crazy. And um, but for the longest time, like I didn't tell anybody in my mm-hmm. real life, my parents would be like, who are you talking to in your room? And I'm like, I'm on the phone. I didn't want them to know because nobody understood what it was. Yeah. Like I'm making YouTube videos. Um, so after not that long, I got invited into their part, their partnership program. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you can actually make money doing this. But mm-hmm. for me, it kind of just always stayed a hobby. It was like just people in the community, in this beauty community that like the same thing. So it just kind of grew from there. And then I started getting brands reaching out and I'm like, oh, this is a thing. Like for mm-hmm. me, I was just so naive to it. Like I just didn't know. Um, and in the meantime, so I was, ended up having my daughter stayed home and I started selling Stella and Dot. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I okay to say that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and really was just doing it on the side because I was spending so much money on the jewelry. Mm-hmm. And um, I should get a kickback for all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was just like enjoying it so much. But one of the girls that I was always going to her shows, she's like, you really should sign up and do this. I'm like, I don't have time. I yeah. have a new baby. Finally, I'm like, I could at least use the discount because I'm spending so much money on this. So I signed up and then I started just watching, wearing the stuff in my videos. Mm-hmm. People were asking and I just always assumed everyone knew what Stella Dot was. Yeah. But I quickly found out that not a lot of people knew. Mm-hmm. So it started to become like a little bit of a side thing for me. And now it's kind of like my full-time thing. And in the midst of that, my audience, like my early YouTube days have become like some of my best Stella Dot customers. And <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like all grown. And so I've just, I started my Instagram whenever that was relevant. And mm-hmm. yeah, so now that's where we're at now. That's so cool. Yeah. 
such a cool thing how how you can make money right and any topic like if someone if you're crazy into mustard mm-hmm. you could literally make a channel all about <laughs> so the best true. mustard in the world yeah. and there are people like you said it's that initial connection that you're kind of like someone gets me yes yeah, there are yeah. eight billion people in the world mm-hmm. and youtube is uh-huh. worldwide gonna get you. somebody and <laughs> yeah, thousands yeah. and millions of people mm-hmm. are right. into the weirdest things yeah. and they're looking for someone else to connect yeah. with it's right, just right. this cool connection it's point thing. Yeah. and then you start to like become really you start to know your subscribers and know people mm-hmm. and you, they start to be like this family it's just yeah. a cool community of yeah and I think females are even better at building that community, like having people they actually talk yeah. with because guys don't talk much. We, kinda, <laughs> yeah. we talk tech, that's about it. But. It it's, sounds like it grew very organically for yeah. you too, which is awesome. It did. It evolved because – and for the longest time, like my sole like – I'll say topic on my channel was always beauty related. Mm-hmm. But then as I became a mom – it was kind of hard to just want to talk about beauty. I was sharing like things that my daughter was into or what Mm -hmm. I loved when she was a baby or like I got really into fashion really quickly on Mm -hmm. and the greatest sales and deals and Black Friday things. And then, yeah, I got married. I like planned my whole wedding on YouTube, shared Mm -hmm. that whole process. Mm -hmm. And I just quickly realized like as I was growing up and evolving, like my audience was too. So I just kind of ran with it. And for the longest time, I didn't even show my daughter because I was so afraid because I think for the longest yeah. time, like, and maybe still a little bit now, but it was so much scarier back then to like mm-hmm. put your personal stuff out on the internet. Right. So I was so, so like guarded with that. But then after I got married, then I got divorced and I was starting to connect with so many people that had been through the same things mm-hmm. and actually like helping some of them yeah. through it. It became like almost that I was hiding her and it felt really mm. weird because it was like mm. my whole like world right now like the the online stuff was just kind of like my little outlet but my real life stuff was my whole my whole thing so once I kind of like opened up and became more comfortable sharing her and my mm-hmm. life like then I was getting an even crazier different audience right yeah moms, and, moms you know, yeah new divorce single moms yeah. and so yeah it's, I have no regrets about it and it's kind of just evolved with my life and my audience mm-hmm. has kind of stuck with me which is really amazing mm-hmm. it's always interesting when you're changing like when you go from trying to change your personal brand to be the makeup person mm-hmm. to the not only yeah. talk about makeup, it's just interesting to see like which people, certain people follow yeah. you and they're like, yes, yeah. let's do it. Other people yeah. like, I miss the old Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> right? it's, it's tough because you have to yeah. fight the balance. And that's why I always try to tell people too, like you really need to do what you want to do and yeah. like what you're passionate about, regardless how big your audience is. Yeah. It's just important to do what energizes you yeah like even if makeup is the thing making all your money if you're not into making the content Mm -hmm. anymore you just get burnt out like it's just not fun yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what I've always loved about my channel it's like even now like I'm so busy but I still really enjoy making videos but I Mm want to make the videos that I want to make I don't feel this pressure of like right upload twice a week and put out this content so I like that I kind of still have control and for me it's it's just more authentic to like Mm -hmm. what's going on with my day and yeah my life um, but I do give credit to like a lot of the, the beauty gurus that are now like huge. That's yeah. their sole thing. But I feel like at the same time, we don't really know their personal lives, yes. which is respect. Like if they don't want to show that they have mm-hmm. their brand. But for me, I never like branded myself as that. I yeah. just was like a girl in her room in her parents' house like, yeah. mm-hmm. into makeup. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of evolved that way. And sometimes I envy like those people that can just have like they're branded on this thing. But then at the same time, I feel like I've made such personal connections with yes. the audience that yes. I really miss 
that part right. of it. And a lot of people that are super branded on one specific thing, if you talk to them, they actually are just trapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can't, see they that. can't yeah. leave it. Mm-hmm. Like there are people cr- pre- producing a lot of stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. regularly, weekly, daily that they just don't have another option now because yeah. they're like, I need the money. Yeah. I need the audience. If I leave, this audience won't right. be mine anymore. And it becomes right. tricky. Yeah. Where it's, like, it's really easy to create stuff you love every single day yeah. when you're not worried about the end result oh, of yeah. reviews and more subscribers. Mm-hmm. It, I cannot imagine what it's like for the people that are vlogging because that's their personality, but they don't even want to do it. I say that. The family vloggers especially because there mm-hmm. was a period of time where I was like really into these families. You feel like you get to yeah. know them. But then I'm like – do you really want every like Christmas morning's film mm-hmm. like, every mm-hmm. birthday? But at the same time, it's like, that's your, that's your income now. Yeah. So I feel like I still have control over and, and too, like the opportunities that are coming my way are not just beauty brands. Yeah. I get beauty brands, but I also get like baby brands. Mm-hmm. Right. I have this like wider range, but yeah, I say that all the time. Like how these, like, don't you ever have a day where you're just like, I don't want a camera in my face. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and it's tricky. With my husband, I don't want right. the right. world to see it. And then right. you have to like, be somebody that you're not. So I, and that is tricky though too because these people make unbelievable amount of money mm-hmm. being family vloggers. Yeah. And then you wonder to them like when you stop and you decide enough is enough, then what? Then what? Like yeah. your what? identity yeah. has been a vlogger or a family mm-hmm. vlogger for how long? You can't mm-hmm. stick that on a resume. Yeah. And, and right. it's just interesting. Like yeah. you, yeah. when you do something like that where it's not – yeah, it becomes – what you you have nothing else because mm-hmm. as soon as you stop producing content a year later like you're a nobody i see that too all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. like with some of the husbands that are usually behind the scenes they'll start they like, quit their jobs yeah and i'm like right so much credit like i couldn't that is so risky to me but i'm like what do you do if it doesn't work yeah. out or you just don't feel like doing it anymore mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. crazy i'm sure they have like entrepreneurial spirits you know so there's always the next thing yeah that'll some be people. coming yeah, some people some, are terrible some at being people. business people. They're, yeah. They're really good at vlogging. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think one thing for you is that you have such an authentic connection with your audience. And because you've grown, like they've grown with you, yeah. which is in part why influencer marketing works so well, mm-hmm. is yeah. because you have a connection to people. Right. And whereas a brand is just a brand and you know that they're trying to sell something yeah. to you. Whereas if you're wearing something, a piece of jewelry or a clothing or, you know, a new compact that you love and you've shown people how to use it, yeah. they're just way more likely to to purchase. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of what we're yeah. mostly talking about today. I did look up a few things yeah, as let's far first as define the whole idea and title of this podcast which is influencer marketing Mm -hmm. of like what it is because i think a lot of people don't even realize they have not even yeah dive dove into yeah and i think that their influencer marketing has been around for a really long time because a lot of brands use celebrities right and that's been something that they've done for a really long time because a celebrity has influence over their followers so essentially it's the same thing but just on a different on a different level. So the channels have changed. Right. Yeah, for sure. Doing it. So a brand leverages an influencer's market, essentially. So the one definition that I found, um, it was defined as a new form of marketing that leverages celebrities or people with influence on their followers and transforms it into content driven marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, can you think of any other, anything else you would add to that definition? No, I think the, the the difference of now is just how different it is is the fact that you used to have to like have an agent 
yeah. to get deals, to do this, to mm-hmm. do that, where now it's like any company wants to reach out directly to the person mm-hmm. and strike up a deal with them. There's no middle person needed. Like there right. are people now, there are agencies built around literally influencer marketing, yeah. but it's you don't starting, have to. Yeah. Like right, you right. can actually just have direct, mm-hmm. here's how much I charge. They send you a check and it's done. It's just this crazy right. thing. So yeah. it's really, like you said, it's been around for a long time. It really has. Now it's yeah. so different. Yeah. It's the fastest growing online customer acquisition channel ahead of organic reach, paid search, and email marketing. I believe it. Um, And then some of the stats I found were that 63% of brands plan to increase their budget for influencing influencer marketing from zero to any money. Yeah, that's really. (laughs) And by 2020, influencer marketing is projected to become a $10 billion industry, which is insane. 93% of influencer marketing campaigns use Instagram. Mm -hmm. It is by far their biggest platform. Instagram and YouTube were the two main ones. And 55.4% of influencers mostly use IG stories for their sponsored Instagram campaigns. Yeah. So let's first just show here. Here's for anyone that's like what I've never, I don't know what that actually is. A good way to think about influencer marketing that's really popular on YouTube is, and because I'll give you an example of why it's Mm -hmm. so effective is say you're watching something on YouTube. It's not the, it's not the pre-roll ad. It's, it's literally the person saying this, you know, video is sponsored by so-and-so. There is a company that does this unbelievably well called SeatGeek. They're yes. huge on yes. YouTube. Yeah. And I know a guy that has a kid that they were literally buying tickets somewhere. And the kid, I think he was t- maybe 12 years old, mm-hmm. like literally stopped his dad and was like, what are you doing on Ticketmaster? You got to use SeatGeek, promo code so-and-so. <laughs> and they bought all the tickets from SeatGeek. Yeah. Because of the fact that the company uses it to directly get to the people and they're going after people that actually the young kids that don't even buy them but what did it do it made their parents (laughs) it made their it made them go to their parents to talk about it Mm -hmm. so it's literally just giving you see it on instagram a lot with different people Mm -hmm. for swipe up ads and different things and you'll see like the hashtag ads and different things and spawn con and all the different things but that's the the real life way of how you see it most commonly mm-hmm. on YouTube yep. and different places is just the, this video is sponsored by so-and-so. And what's tricky about it is it's YouTube and Instagram aren't actually making money on those things, which is why they're really trying to figure out how to change it. Mm-hmm. Because oh, never thought of that. they mm-hmm. make no money by you having the direct deal, but you're using their audience to do it. They make money on their ads, but right. another whole conversation we'll kind of dive into briefly, but it's just really interesting. Really, really crazy what yeah. it's doing. But yeah, that's a good definition. That's I thought so too, because I think a lot of it is content driven. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? You know, yeah. like if you get a, a brand that's interested in you, a lot of it is going to be, how do you, let me go back for a second. So let's say a brand reaches out to you. What do you feel like is the best way that you connect to your audience through content like what does that look like my stories probably because I, okay. I I'm very like intentional if I if I go off the grid one day I have like dms like are you okay oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah so, but I love it I love connecting I don't always mm-hmm. have the time but yeah my mm-hmm. Instagram stories is probably probably the 
the best way for me to connect with everyone. Yeah. So what's that transaction? Not not in terms of cost, but what is the transaction, the relationship look like between you and a brand? A brand reaches out to you. What does the back and forth look like for people to get a feel for companies that are listening to this that want to start doing this? How What's been most effective when a brand reaches out to you other than the cost? It's so different every mm-hmm. time. Like sometimes it starts with a DM mm-hmm. from the brand. Mm-hmm. Other times I um, will get like an email from the brand mm-hmm. or from a, a PR company that's representing a brand. Um, but a lot of times now I'm getting like the, the networks that are like the liaison mm-hmm. between. Okay. Um, so they'll reach out and – Again, it's different. Like sometimes they'll they'll put everything up front. Like here's the rate, here's what's mm-hmm. required. Are you interested? Mm-hmm. Other times it's like I may have something they want you to promote. Are you interested? And I won't even know what it is yet. And I'm like, yeah, right. give me more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it it's just it's different each time. I think mm-hmm. depending on their following, like I I'm very diligent about my DMs, so I don't mm-hmm. miss any of them. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes me a while, but. I know there are like other influencers that have huge followings that don't look at their DMs. Yeah. So that wouldn't mm-hmm. be the best way to get right. hold of somebody. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say my email probably, it starts with an email. And then, so give us a feel for how the, it works. They say, we want you to talk about this video. Uh, what are some of the, what are some of the positive experiences you've had? Not with the company names, but what a positive experience looks like and what a really bad experience looks like from brands that do it right and wrong. The brands that do it right are very like clear about what mm-hmm. what is expected, deadlines, mm-hmm. content, you know, what what you need to actually what they want to have driven like the point that they want to mm-hmm. have made in mm-hmm. within the thing the brands that don't do it right are just very vague, but then you send them your stuff and they're like you need to change this and you need to change it. And you're like and you didn't tell me like, that. Yeah, like yeah, so it's like work more work, yeah. Thing, and I'm yeah. like for what they were paying it was like not worth my putting all this time yeah. into it. Right. Um, so yeah, I think just from the from the jump start, the, the brands I enjoy working with the most that are just like you know what you're getting with them. Everything mm-hmm. is like very clear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the brands need to approve your content. Other times brands are like you don't need to approve. So right. I feel like they're a little bit more lax. Yeah. Which I like as as the creator because I can it's so much more organic for me. Right. Which I feel like is super important. Yeah. When it feels organic to you, yeah. it's gonna feel authentic to your viewer. Yeah. And then you're way more likely to purchase something oh, when there's yeah. authenticity yeah. there. And that's one thing I really pride myself on. Like over the years, like I have gotten thrown tons of money on mm-hmm. things and I'm like, what you're asking of me, like I'm not doing this. I don't mm-hmm. care how much money. And, or they'll send me the product, I'll sign a contract and I'm like, this is crap. Like if I'm not going to, yeah. my, my rule of thumb is if I'm not going to spend my money on it, yep. I am not going to expect you to mm-hmm. spend your money yep. on it. Mm-hmm. Because for me, like I said, like my the engagement that I've had with my audience is so important to me. Like mm-hmm. you can't put a price tag on that. Mm-hmm. So it's not worth like me losing my reputation. on. Right. It. So, and I feel like at this point, my followers know, like if I'm putting my stamp of approval on something, you yep. know it's going to be good. Right. Um, and I do share like not, not ever if it's like a, a product sent to me or if there was like payment involved, but if I went out and bought something that was crap, like I'll tell them about it. Yeah, yeah. I spent my money and they appreciate that. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's super important because I, I mean, I don't, I don't obviously do it at the level that you do, but I know I'm the same way. Like I don't want to put something out that's not good, and even regardless of the money, because yeah. you also, the more people that follow you, the more that every time you put out an ad, a sponsored video, it, good or bad, still loses a little bit of people and excitement because they're like, here we go, here we go, add, 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 that if you are an ad crazy person, Mm -hmm. everything just starts to get filtered out Mm -hmm. because 
even if you do believe in it strongly, they don't even believe if right. you believe in it anymore. They just think that you're, yeah. which is why, but it's a balance because it's like mm-hmm. people that do this as a profession, okay, you got to make money, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's also not going to get the brands anything yeah. if your audience doesn't feel like it's authentic, like 15 second story. which is why yeah. they could pay you a ton of money. Yeah. And you, if you say this just doesn't feel right to me, ultimately what you're saying in honesty is when you put out what they're trying to tell you to put out, they're not going to get anything from it either right. because mm-hmm. it's going to feel so not real. Yeah. Your audience can sniff it out. People, it's right unbelievable oh, yeah. how well people start to know you and mm-hmm. point things out. And you're like, whoa, I didn't really yeah. like mm-hmm. And it's so, so important from a, from being able to get, if you actually want people to have success with their campaign through you, yeah, right. I know ones that if I get a great product and I'm like, it's, it's an affordable product, people are going to love it. Mm-hmm. Tons of people will buy it because it's a good product and I'm going to tell people about it. Yeah. But then there's other ones that you'll get that you're like, this, it's a lot of money, but yeah. people just, they're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. And then they're not going to ever want to do another ad right. campaign with you because right. they paid you all this money. Yeah. Your audience didn't see it. Yeah. But it t- ties into, I think, what a lot of brands do wrong. And I think, and I'm wondering if you agree with is they try too hard to put every aspect of the words mm. and vision in yeah. your mouth. Yeah. And then it just doesn't seem like you at all. I won't do that. Like flat mm-hmm. out. I won't. Like, and I've had brands that are like, this is the script. And I'm like, I don't read from a script. Like, yeah. To be authentic. Yeah. People can too. tell that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. For yeah. sure. I've been doing this too long for me to just like go off read. Like, that's just. Yeah. People know that's not what they're going to get from me. So if they see that, they're like, click out. Like, yeah, yeah. And then they, I lose people that way. And I think it's a common mistake people make at the beginning with influencer marketing, like the companies reaching out, right. is they, they, they don't really know that like the best way is to be like, here, here's a product, yeah. say whatever you want. They don't yeah. realize that even though there might be some negativity that comes out when they send yeah. things, it still does better. It's Google's an incredible company mm-hmm. that like sends hundreds of thousands of their phones out way in advance. Mm-hmm. They tell you there's zero money involved. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say, you can say anything you want, yeah. put out anything you want. Mm-hmm. And it's it helps them. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're going to be people that put out stuff that's like, right. this is no good. Yeah. But the gain overall is oh, way yeah. better yeah. than them trying to say, put it out Make sure you say this, you say mm-hmm. this, you review this. Yeah. It's just so much more authentic letting people like do it. Several, several um, more so makeup companies that like I'm just on their PR list mm-hmm. and they will send me every month and there's no required like talk about this. There's no yep. payment involved. There's yep. no, they just send it to me and yep. I think cross their fingers that I talk about it and some stuff I do and some stuff I right. don't. Yep. But they continue to keep sending, sending stuff. Yep. So yeah. that mm-hmm. I think is a tribute too, to just like – yeah. And I think that the, those are the companies that have been doing it for a while that realize no. ultimately they get more yeah. Yeah. by not asking anything mm-hmm. in right. return mm-hmm. and literally letting you, mm-hmm. even if it, because I think too many brands are just scared of like, how is our brand going to be represented by them? But it's, it, it, people also know that like, it's not your brand yeah. that you're representing right. when you're, mm-hmm. it's your personality mm-hmm. Yeah. With exactly. their brand. Yeah. It's a yeah. big difference. Yeah. Like they don't have to, you shouldn't be so concerned when you're trying to hire a new influencer mm-hmm. that what if they are wearing something that doesn't represent this or whatever? Like, just let them, they have an audience for a reason. Yeah. And you want their audience. I think that's Let them be you. That's like, or them. Like, almost disturbing is you get these brands that reach out and you're like, have you even watched? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Even follow me on Instagram that you're like, the things that I get offered to do, I'm like, you could not pay me a million dollars. Yeah. Like, and that to me, it's almost offensive, not offensive, but I feel like they just have these like mass emails and they're hoping oh, yeah. somebody bites. Yeah. And I'm like, did you even like, you didn't even spell my name right in the Yeah. Email. Yeah. 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 
yeah for yeah sure. and that's another that's huge mistake is that like having some context allows right. them to build a relationship and ultimately mm-hmm. down the road it may actually get them cheaper influencer marketing through yeah. you to a point because yeah. the relationship is so good yeah that you're like they're gonna pay me a little less than this company but mm-hmm. they let me do whatever i want yeah. they let me have freedom they get success so they'll keep reaching out rather yeah. than the people that want to spend three times as much but they make it a hassle for you to create yeah. and revisions after revisions you're never yeah. gonna want to work with them anymore mm-hmm. No, that's happened. And I think that a lot of companies, because it's so new, they just don't understand the the correct way to yeah. do it. Yeah. So they're so used to the old form of advertising where mm-hmm. you have to write the script, do everything perfectly polished. Mm-hmm. When like Instagram stories are a huge influencer marketing thing and it needs to be super raw. Yeah. Yeah. With nothing polished right. because that's actually what feels yeah. real to people. And the scripts, mm-hmm. I feel like if that's really the route they want to go, then they need to lo- be looking on like TV commercials. Right, right. Just, that's not what you're getting. Yeah, right. This social media day yeah. and age now. Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That there's like I feel like there's a lot of companies that are starting to recognize this. Like even um, even like QVC for example. So they just sent out an email to like the guest host and like just a, a whole bunch of people too that you can now um, get paid. Like let's say, for example, you have like a new piece of jewelry that you got from QVC and you can sign up to be – I can't remember what they called it. Affiliate? Probably like Is a it pro- some sort of partner. Some kind of partner program or whatever. But similar concept. Right. You know, but I think that they're just starting to understand yeah. that people would rather see something on their friend yes. and buy it from, you know, get a yeah. link mm-hmm. than going or watching on QVC or, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. Well, it's word of mouth marketing. Like exactly. the, the yeah. best form of marketing in the world is when I come up to you and say, you've got to try this. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you as a friend know I wouldn't tell you to get it if it wasn't good. Yeah. Period. Right. Yeah. And when you build that organic, good relationship with your followers, yeah. when you try to sell them something, yeah. they believe you. Right. And so when you don't sell something that's any good, you yeah. lose the credibility and you lose like yeah. that whole aspect of it. Yeah. But yeah, it makes total sense. And that's also why one of the, I want to kind of go into a couple of practical ways that I think people can start in this is mm-hmm. I think a great thing that people can do from the beginning is realize if you're just diving into influencer marketing, don't go after people that have 2 million, 3 million, 4 million followers. Right. Go after 100 that have 1,000 followers, 2,000 followers. And because number one, you can get them unbelievably cheap. Yeah. And it's still just, it's a net gain overall that you're reaching mm-hmm. a bunch of different audiences. Mm-hmm. Too many people go in and they can't afford this huge influencer. And so they're like, I just can't afford it. But part of why influencer marketing is so good is that it's ridiculously underpriced because these people, when they're not represented by a company, yeah. they have no clue Mm-mm. what to I charge. For the no clue. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that the com- the company is getting so much value out of them, mm-hmm. but they're giving, you know, offering a hundred bucks, 200 bucks to do a sponsored post and people are yeah. all excited about it. Yeah. But it's a great form because of that. Because mm-hmm. you get so many people that have great audiences yeah. for cheap. Yeah. And they're telling their people yeah. about the product rather than you having to even run your own Instagram ads and Facebook ads and all that. Yeah. So that's one of the practical things that I think is when mm-hmm. you're new into this Come up with a small budget, whatever it is, that just if you want to just test it out. And then go after people that are 
doing kind of what you think makes sense, mm-hmm. what audience, but don't overanalyze how many numbers they have. I would even say don't even offer payment up front. Like there's absolutely of companies now, oh, yeah. like I don't ask for a dime. I just mm-hmm. love their product so mm-hmm. much. And yep. I'm like, I'll put a post up. You want to send that to me to try? Mm-hmm. Fine. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that would be a, the better way to start, especially if you're starting yeah. with like a, a smaller Right. And I think it all depends on like what the product is. Like yeah, it's really, one thing yeah. if someone's like, we're going to give you this product free and it's right. a $5,000 yeah. product. You're like, okay, sure. that's a good payment. <laughs> yeah. It's others that reach out. They're like, we want to send you this chapstick. Yeah. Can you t-? like, it's, you know, there's, yeah. there's right. different ways. Depends. So depending on what yeah, you're selling, mm-hmm. your pr- free product yeah. plays a much bigger role depending right. on the cost of the product. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like in, in my industry where it's tech based, a lot of the stuff can be expensive. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the product mm-hmm. in general is like, Sure, I'll talk yeah. about it. I like the product anyway. Right. Yeah. But so understanding what your product is mm-hmm. and more importantly, how you think that influencer can do it. And then having some context of yeah. is their audience really the audience we want to reach mm-hmm. is really important. Yeah. Like just because someone has a million followers, if their audience isn't your target, it's not going to do anything for you. Right. If a makeup company reaches out to me, it makes no sense. <laughs> like, but those mass emails, yeah. that's what happens all the time. Yeah. They send it to everybody who has a following yeah. and you're like, yeah, don't, gosh. yeah, like you said, don't you realize oh, like whoa. my people aren't going <laughs> to buy your stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't do this yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another example for businesses to start out. This was something that happened to me recently. I, I bought a skincare set. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a lot of my followers recommended it to me because at this point, like we all know, what we're all going through with skin concerns. So Mm -hmm. they sent me this product. I bought it. I bought the set. I raved about it. I was Mm -hmm. going on and on and on and on and on. There's been times in the past where I'll reach out to the company and be like, I'm trying your product. I absolutely love it. Do you have a a coupon code I can Mm -hmm. share? Well, I didn't do that with this. I was just, I got on stories. I was like going on and on and on on about it. Well, the company DM me and they said, we're so glad you love the product. Here's a code for your followers. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get any kickbacks, like nothing attached to it. It was just like, here you go followers. Mm -hmm. And it completely sold out like on the website. That's so cool. And I didn't get anything for it, but I wasn't looking for that. I would have shared it whether there was a payment attached or not. Mm -hmm. So I feel like too, if a company is just seeing somebody talking about their product, even just something so much as like, give them like 10% to offer their followers, like wouldn't be the worst. Even just a thank you, like an engagement of just like, thanks for selling our product for free. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It just shows, because it builds relationships. That that, that Mm -hmm. first free opportunity may turn or may have turned into lots of paid opportunities because they just reached out and built started building relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know too, in the future, like from your side of things too, There could be something that comes for you paid mm-hmm. later on right. because of what you did right. on the, you know, on the yeah. front end. I've had a lot of companies too reach out recently, more so from like the mom baby thing where they're like offering up this thing. And I'm like, I already use your product, but if you want to pay me now to talk about yeah. it, like I'll yeah, keep yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I already shared it for free because yeah. I bought it at Target. For sure. Yeah. But that's the thing though. That's, that's cool. probably why mm-hmm. you've gotten some of these paid opportunities. Yeah. So, so from like a flip side, right, we talked about the brand. Mm-hmm. What about from an influencer side? Is there anything that you would give like tips or things that you wish you would have known in the beginning? Mm, I think just to not undervalue yourself, like, yeah. especially for me, like I don't have a massive following compared to the grand scheme, but I'm very engaged with my audience. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's number one. So whether, yeah. and that's a thing, like I've always said, I would keep doing this, whether I had like one person watching or following mm-hmm. or where mm-hmm. I'm at now, because I just genuinely love it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's more so for me, like the people connection yeah. than it is all the other stuff. Yeah. 
um, like all, all of these, a lot of my followers, like they've been with me and I've like, we've all grown up together, had kids together. It's like mm-hmm. they become your virtual friends. And back in the day, it was like so weird to say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So normal. So normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say to just like stay authentic and don't undervalue yourself. Like okay. if you know you have an audience that is engaged and mm-hmm. like trusts you, like, mm-hmm. and a brand comes to you and you know that your audience, this is something I would say just to not shortchange yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That part is so important because I know personally you, you get certain opportunities or certain paid things and you're like, I know my audience is going to buy this yeah. thing. And you you value yourself higher at that thing because yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. it's one thing if it's this type of product, I know there's only going to be a handful of people. Yeah. But mm-hmm. other things where I come across and I'm like, if I make a post about this, it will do well yeah. because of whatever the product is. Mm-hmm. Knowing that value and knowing it. But it's also yeah. hard. Like, how do you determine I know, value. that's the thing. Like, I, for the longest time, like, I would I would be totally okay with just, like, getting products in exchange mm-hmm. for, like, a post. But it, after talking to, like, some of my friends in the industry, too, they're like, that's all you're asking for? And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, 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 it. yeah. So, yeah, I think just from connecting with others, that's how I found out about it. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I'm like, wow, I really – but it's so uncomfortable for me because I don't – it's like so uncomfortable when there's money in yeah, that yeah. I'm genuinely, I've always like done this because it's a passion of mine not to like have it be a job or an mm-hmm. income for me. So it, for me, it's a fine line, but I think, um, just like talking amongst the other influencers and just mm-hmm. seeing, or if like, if, if you have an offer with a company that they agree with, maybe like, and it does well, you mm-hmm. can use that as leverage mm-hmm. for your next one. Right. I have a super hack for influencers and it's not even something I do, but I know people that do it. I won't point out who they are. If you are someone that's uncomfortable as a personal brand selling yourself oh, yeah. for money, create an email account mm-hmm. with a new person's name that is your manager and respond to every email as a manager and do all your, in, yeah. all your transactions yeah. as a different person to be able to do the deals. I literally know tons of people that do that. <laughs> so many people. Yeah. Because yeah. it is hard. It's hard as a personal yeah. brand to be like, yeah, that sounds great, but I charge $10,000, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be like, thanks so much for your interest in Michelle. Yeah. She currently charges blah, blah, blah. If you're interested, fill out this form and we'll have the, her, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get the information to her. It's an online world, really cool. so you also can live in it yeah. <laughs> and be your own manager yeah. or even have like – if you really want to have like a spouse or something, be like yeah. just so you could have a real person like be the name right, right. behind it yeah. because it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you're big enough, obviously, if if it makes sense for you to have an industry there a uh, company behind you that yeah. does that because there's obviously companies that are doing well now yeah. as just the brand mm-hmm. people that own these people to a yeah. point because that that's part of another industry or another thing for people to know is there there are companies now that you can approach and say like hey we want to release this product and this is our budget and they will match you with influencers based on your what amount of money you have yeah, so they may right. say okay well you have a thousand dollars to spend we can put you with abc influencer because they're about 300 a video yeah. this person's maybe ten thousand a video but maybe they can't afford that so you don't even have to just go in and search. But a great way to find local influencers is whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on um, Twitter or any place is search localized things. Go into the search bar on Instagram, type something like your local whatever, mm-hmm. and look at the top nine people that have done the most recent posts. Mm-hmm. And usually those top nine people in your area are have a larger audience to a point because that's mm-hmm. how they got to the top mm-hmm. nine posts that mm-hmm. recently happened. And start DMing people, yeah. tons of people, and expect that you're going to 
reach out to a thousand of them and get a couple responses and one of them, three of them that you can actually afford. Mm -hmm. But that's how you just try it. You start to experiment. Mm -hmm. You start to give a certain amount of money and just take a little risk and say, okay, they want this much money. I don't even know what it's going to get me, but let, let them just try it. And you'll learn. Yeah. You you learn what yeah, works and sure. what doesn't, and you learn what influencers to go after and what not, mm-hmm. yeah. and then just experiment. It's no different than when you first run uh, billboards yeah. and TV yeah. commercials. You take a risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a risk in influencer marketing. Yeah, there's going to be some people that get you nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of people that get you a ton mm-hmm. and are so cheap. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But you have to be willing to like take a chance. There's too many people that look at this, even just social media marketing in general, and think to themselves, it's just how do you measure this and how do you measure the ROI of this person? Stop over-measuring everything. Yeah. Like, just do it. It works. Right. It's fascinating to me to this day like of all the brands I've worked with all over the years I've maybe on a handful of times ever been asked to share like my engagement in analytics mm. yeah and that's the smart companies that's crazy yeah that's yeah, so but that's the, that's my mind that's yeah. the like, don't you want to know who my but yeah it makes sense mm-hmm and it makes sense to realize that it's about how many connected yeah. viewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you get a thousand yeah. views on a video rather than a hundred thousand, but your thousand are dedicated right. people, mm-hmm. you can sell so yeah. much more to those people than yeah. the person that just because you can buy engagement. Right. You mm-hmm. can't and buy people buying things. Nowadays, a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's also why. And I'm going to throw this by real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap this podcast. Instagram is really going to be removing all their likes and their thing from like they're already tested in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to think about like how that affects influencer well, marketing. Away. Yes. The likes are going away. They want, they've already doing it. They're already doing it in Canada mm-hmm. and they want to remove it. I think I like part of, part of it, you like the likes or like removing it? I like removing it. Me too. I'm a yeah. huge fan. Yeah. Part of why they're saying they're doing it, even though I think it's other reasons they're, they're really linking it to like what it, what it does to your brain in terms of like suicide, in terms of depression, mm-hmm. in terms yeah, of all the things of, mm-hmm. but I love them removing it for the sake of people I think would get back to posting what they want mm-hmm. because yeah, they're not yeah. concerned about it. Like, yeah. But yeah. the influencer marketing worlds mm-hmm. that is driven by how many engagement yeah, things get, do that now. get thrown away because now no one knows really what people are worth. Yeah. But I think they're ultimately doing it because they're not making a money on that in that transaction yeah, yeah, in the middle of yeah. it. So, do you think comments just, are gonna go like our comments I think, gonna be? The I thing think they want to remove a lot. I think likes are more than anything because comments are genuine. Comments, comments. You can't. You can buy comments, but not like you can buy likes. Yeah. yeah. I think they. I but the likes are really what sells how much mm-hmm. I'm worth on a post. Yeah. Because my typical post gets this amount of engagement. Yeah. If that's gone. And they haven't even said like if they're gonna let you see them either mm. or just let people. But huh. if they say you can see them and no one else can, I can Photoshop stats to a brand mm-hmm. and make up what my yeah. stats are. Right, right. Because right. you can't see right. you can't actually see them. So it'll be interesting to see it. But yeah. it's also just really interesting to think about like how that affects affect. all of this. Yeah. Because all the companies want a piece of this. Yeah. It's a ten billion dollar industry mm-hmm. and everyone's getting it on the back end of these platforms mm-hmm. that are free yeah that and they're not really getting a piece of any of it mm-hmm. other than the ads that show up in stories which are it's not even yeah our Instagram. <laughs> and that, and that's yeah. just the reality like you know you strike a ten thousand dollar deal with the company to do instagram swipe up ads yeah. instagram never saw a penny yeah other than their right. instagram story ads mm-hmm. yeah. and they know what an industry it is mm-hmm. yeah. and so it'll be interesting to see like do they go to like a paid partner model somehow or do they become the middleman that Instagram is your 
agency and they yeah. value you at a certain it's just it's just it's fast. It's it will be interesting to it'll see. be really scary for the people yeah. that 100 percent rely only on, on being an influencer yeah. in their world on that, instagram that, or just in general in general in general, yeah. in general i just think it's a scary thing like you talk no, about we've it's, always said that like my husband and i always say like the gig's gonna be up at some point. Yeah, this cannot go on forever. And it won't. I don't think it'll ever be up. I, I think mean, that the key is it's gonna be you. You better be doing a ton of stuff on TikTok right now. You better be yeah. doing this yeah. because yeah. the only reason it eventually goes away is because the numbers are so large they have to. Everyone migrates to something else. Yeah. But so I think even for me, like I just don't have the time that I used to right. spend watching mm-hmm. videos. Yep. Like, right. It's so crazy to me. Like, right. I used to yeah. Religiously watch YouTube more than I would watch TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm lucky if I can. Maybe have a video going while I'm doing my makeup. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's, you know, pulling out my legs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know. Yeah, when you become a mom, it All gets a little bit now. more challenging. Yeah. Or I'll watch makeup videos time. too, and I'm like, I don't have time to put 17 eyeshadow colors on. Yeah. Are you insane? Like, <laughs> let's do one or two, please. I know. I know. And it's the reason that we talk about the podcast, everything being so important. And Voice, because, yeah. like you said, so many people, you watch YouTube videos now listening to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people like listening to podcasts and YouTube. Are like my jam now. Everyone. Yes, everyone. And it's because it's the them. only thing that you can do yeah. when you do something else. Yeah. 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 And that's why we talk, we just had a podcast all about that like about just how what your voice what your brand sounds like as a voice because mm-hmm. eventually that's going to be more important mm-hmm. and then how do how does michelle sell in the same personality as a voice object yeah. mm-hmm. sounds terrible but as a voice rather yeah. than you in front of a camera putting makeup yeah. on yeah yeah how do you become it's just it's fast it's so much fun mm-hmm. well, thank you so much michelle it's awesome having yeah. you on it, it is just a so crazy great. world of marketing and it's just yeah just beginning yeah. but we love your insights yeah. and we appreciate you being on the podcast and mm-hmm. if anyone has any questions or wants to reach out to Where you what the best you? On my Instagram. there you go instagram? And, what's your, and what's your instagram it's michelle bell 21 wait is that your middle name no my bell no grace is my middle name. oh okay oh, okay my mom and dad are always michelle bell oh okay <laughs> looking back now i'm like god i would have made such a more creative even on it's my name and my birth name. yeah like, uh, okay really? yeah, yeah at that point you're like if i change it now i know yeah my name is michaela yeah. bell like my actual oh, really? yeah my actual name oh, my god, yeah that was like when people used to have email addresses it's like scott underscore one seven four five six but a million things and then you're like okay what do all those numbers mean <laughs> they just suggested something because my thing wasn't available yeah. and now i can never get rid of it yeah, i know it's that's so, so funny yeah. so yeah influencer marketing is something that you better be paying attention to as a brand this is hopefully just an introduction to it but it's really a powerful powerful way to market so as always comment below would love to know your takeaways and make sure you get in touch with michelle and thank her for being on the episode and thanks as always for watching listening hanging out with us see you guys soon bye guys